You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. I'm just going through some tough stuff right here. And right here with a welding rod in your hand and the hood on your head and your back and you just, you just speak into it as life. And, and we, all you were doing was on a Saturday helping a guy weld some pipe. And, but see, we missed the daily miraculous move of God because we looking for a red sea to part or we looking for a stone. We're going to drive by the cemetery and somebody's going to come walking up out of that. Woo-hoo! Well, no, what about woo-hoo? I was out welding with a guy and God just started moving on him. I didn't even said a word. Three of us in a pickup. We just headed down the road at four in the morning. We had to get there and be on the horse hour before daylight. And I look over here and tear in this guy's eye. And he's going through a hard time right now. And yeah. man, just sitting in the front seat of that truck going down the road. See, now is the time. Yeah. When David told me, he says, now is the time. And, and that's what we want to talk about in this conference. You allow the Lord to use you. you. You allow the Lord to use you just cooking supper for your family, playing ball in the backyard with your kid, I mean, uh, just riding down the road, hauling a load of cattle with another guy that's helping you. You're working in a tire shop and the guy comes in there. Yes, yeah, one time. One time a bush caught on fire and God spoke out of it. But one bazillion times every day, you're hauling a load of cattle down the road and the guy in the truck seat with you and God uses your mouth to speak to him. That happens a bazillion times a day. We, we got to stop all of this looking for cloud moving a voice out of heaven just while you're working every day to know that God's using you. God's using you. God's using you. Don't allow your day to be stolen because now is the time. I just, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a local team roping. Uh, and y'all know the deal. You get in three times, $50 a man. You can only enter three times. And, and <clears throat> there was this little boy there. I was 11, 10, 11, 12-year-old kid. Well, first of all, you ain't got but three times you can get in. Second of all, it's going to cost you 50 bucks. Who wants to rope with that 11-year-old boy? Yeah. I, 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 come on. I, I ain't going to spend my $50 nor my one time to rope with this kid. This, it's not going to happen, little boy. And y- y'all go to team roping. You know how the deal is. And he's nervous and scared. And he can't ask anybody. He's riding around wanting a partner. Ain't nobody going to rope with that kid. This buddy of mine is a godly man, and he, he rode over to him. Hey, boy, you want a rope? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You never seen such joy in a little boy's face. You never seen such joy in a, in a, in a kid's face. You ain't going to believe this, because I still didn't believe it when he told me. <laughs> they won that thing. <laughs> this kid wallowed that rope around there. He slowed him up and brought him to a stop and walked him. And this kid walled that rope around there and got it under both of them feet and had three straight up, no penalties under there. And they won. When they, when they called out that they had won, that little boy started crying. His mama was there. He didn't have no daddy. Wow. Mama driving him around. Wow. His mama started crying. 
he couldn't hardly go get his envelope. So just, but just shaking all over. And it went back in my mind, how many years ago did somebody wade in on that two-year-old colt? Hard-headed son of a gun and got bucked off and broke and rode and rode. How many team ropings has that old horse been hauled to? How many different people have thumped on that horse? How many years did it take to get that 20-year-old horse to a place that he could put that boy in there to win that roping? And for a little boy that didn't have no daddy and, and all that he did... What the security, what that, how God used that in that kid's life and what God did. And all I could think about was all of the people that rode that heel horse for all them years, mundane, knocking and beating and hauling. But you didn't know for the last 10 years God was getting this horse to a place where this guy could rope with this kid and set it up where he could use this win and that kid winning that roping, the strength, the security. The, the, it'll be a game changer for that boy. For years down the road, so he took that little kid and, and look here, you're somebody, you're worth something, you're a winner in life. You can do whatever it is you want to do. You can accomplish. Look at the lessons that God downloaded into that little boy's life and look at the people that don't even know nothing about that event and don't even know how God used them. You're riding this old horse and hauling him and trying to get him where he's worth a quarter. You don't know in 10 years what God will do with that horse in somebody's life. See, we're losing today. We're losing today because we're looking... For some bush to catch on fire. You don't know how God uses everything that you do every day that you do it. You just thought you went down and bought a tire for the car. I got to go. Y'all are slowing me up. This won't work. (laughs) First Samuel chapter 9 is what I want to talk about. You, You just can't see... In the routine day. First Samuel chapter 9. This is what I'm all tore up about right here. <laughs> Saul gets up in chapter 9 verse 3. And he's eating some biscuits and gravy for breakfast. Dad said, dang donkeys. They jumped the fence and they're out again. Go find them. Y'all, know, y'all read this story? It's basically what happened. <laughs> I don't want them suckers on the freeway. You got to find them before they get on that highway down there. Let me ask you, are you sick and tired of catching them same three cows? Are you sick and tired? It's the same three steers that are out all... I got a whole pen of rope and steers, and it's the same two that get out all... T- I mean, yeah, that's just the way life is. So we got these donkeys, and they're out again. And so in your mind, you're saying, I wish Dad would shoot them donkeys. I don't go looking for them dang things. I've rode that brush, and I've hunted strays. And I'm by God, when I find them, we, I don't know, we ain't coming back. Them coyotes going to enjoy some donkeys. I'm sick of them dang things. See, this is just what has to be done today. 
you got to go get the strays. They're out. Now, they're either going to be in the highway, they're going to be eating some woman's rose bushes, uh, they're going to be somewhere they don't need to be, and you got to go find these things. So, and you got to get them back in, and you got to fix this fence again. So Saul and a couple of hands there saddle up, and they ride out. And in verse 4, they, they, they ride the thickets, they ride the brush. Verse 4 said they rode the hill country. And they can't find these dang donkeys. Nowhere. Nowhere. It starts getting so hot that you can't track them anymore. And in your mind, I'm wishing my dad wasn't so dang tight that he had some dogs. Because I'd put them dogs on these donkeys. And by the time I got to them, they wouldn't have enough nose to smell with. Them dogs would get... I wish I had me some catch dogs right now. I'd catch these dang donkeys. So all you're thinking about is, I'm getting me some dogs because I'm tired of looking in this brush for these donkeys. And in your mind, you're planning what you're going to do when you find them donkeys. And you have no idea what God's doing. See, you, you have no idea of a supernatural, powerful move of God. You thought you was looking for donkeys. You, you thought you were out here riding the brush looking for strays. Well, finally, so I'm sick of this. I'm going home. One of the guys said, well, well I guess we, you know, we could ask God. <laughs> that, I mean, that's always an option. <laughs> well, we could ask God. And I saw roll his eyes. God don't have time to talk to us about no dang donkey. I can tell you that right now. So... Well, let's go ask God. So in verse 16, I mean, this is just a routine day. They get down here, and I'll be dang, God's done spoke to somebody about my donkeys. <laughs> See, we just can't understand that God is moving while you had a flat tire, and then you went down the tire shop, and then you got it fixed, and you went back, and then you fixed the fence, and then they didn't even get out where you fixed, and you thought you fixed the hole, and then they got out again. Well, there was another hole just down the road, and I didn't even know that was down there. See, you don't know God's moving in all this. Is this making sense to you? Today is stolen from us because we just can't get it. We can't get it. It's just a routine day, but God's working on both sides. And he done spoke to this guy's heart about where my donkeys are. I don't even know this guy. And he done told this guy about my donkeys. And, and so I've just been riding a brush looking for strays all day. That's all. <laughs> here, I got to have Pegasus. Come help me right here. Here, I need you to stand right here. Okay. All right, you stand right here. All right, I need everybody on the front row. Y'all get up here and get around him. Come on, let's go. Hurry up. I ain't got time. My time's ticking up. Hold that time. Everybody get up here. All right, just get around. Get around. All right, here, all y'all up here. Let's go. Get right in here. Come on. Let's go. Get, get, y'all get real tight. Come on, get real tight. Get in here. Come on here. Y'all get it. Hurry up. We ain't got time for all this. Get in here. All right, let's get up in here. Here, here's a hole right here. See, y'all, everybody get in here. Get in here. Okay, has everybody got their positions? All right, now here's what I'm going to talk to you a little bit about. I got a perspective of this room that Pecos ain't got. You see that? I got it. See, he can't see that fire extinguisher. He can't see that camera. Can't see that back door back there. He can't see it. The fact is, he can't really see nothing but a bunch of bellies and belt buckles. <laughs> That's about what he's limited to. 
and about all he can smell is not real good right here. <laughs> this right here describes most of our day. All I can see is a bunch of bellies and belt buckles, and what I'm smelling ain't real good where I'm working right here. And now you think you know what God needs to do, and God's up here. His ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Are you getting this? God's got a perspective of your everyday life that you can't have. See, he can't have this perspective. He's caught down in here just trying to get his next breath. <laughs> Main thing he's wondering about is how long this speaker's going to speak. We get a break and I'm going to go get me another strawberry at break. <laughs> See, there's a lot of things on his mind about what he wants to happen right now. And God is doing something here. See, God is doing something in people's lives, in people's hearts, and you can't see it. You can't see it. And what we're going to have to do is live by faith, and we're going to have to trust God because God can see the beginning from the end, and all you know is this horse needs a whooping right here. You don't know what God's doing. You can't see how God's doing. God's got a perspective that you can't have. Now, I wanted to put this up here today because I want you to remember this visual image when you're out looking for strays. God can see things I can't see right here. I could talk for hours about the paper and the bottles and the notes. and There's hundreds of things here that I can see that Pecos can't see. He can't see. Well, he needs to mature. He can mature, he still can't see it. Well, he just needs to be smarter. He can be smart as he still can. See, God's got a perspective in your everyday life that you don't have, and you're going to have to come to a place where you say, God, I know today is the day. Now is my time. You're using me where I am, and I'm just trusting you for all this that I can't see. Y'all there's things going on that you can't see and you won't never see because you can't see because you can't see the beginning from the end. You're in, a, you're in a situation here in this day in life. You can't have the perspective God has. You can't have it. Here not long ago, I woke up early one morning. Man, we needed some rain now. We needed some rain I needed another cut in the hay. My fields were drying up. And I said, God, I got to have rain. I'm believing you for rain today. God, I'm asking you. I'm storming the guy. I've got to pace in that floor. And I worked up myself in a lather praying. I'm believing God for rain. God, you pour rain down on this place. God, I got to have some water. I got to have some water. I'm asking for rain. And I'm asking for rain today. Yeah. I get down to the office. About 10 o'clock, our youth pastor comes in. She says, boy, I had a time with the Lord this morning. About 6 o'clock, she said, I got up. God, I've been working for weeks getting ready for this children's event. We got all this stuff set up outside, and I'm asking you to stop rain. I'm asking for you to stop rain. I'm asking for it to... At some point, your life will go good when you trust God. <laughs> At some point, your life will make a major turn 
when you say, God, I'm just doing what you called me to do today. And you stop telling God for it to rain here because somebody's telling for it not to rain. I'm, I'm telling, look, God, I'm trusting you. Speak through me and use me today as I ride this brush and try to find these dang strays that are out again. Come on, we got to come to a place where we trust God, where we trust God. We can't let the devil steal our today because now is the time you just think it's some big deal. You just think it's some big spiritual deal and you can't, you can't, God's got a perspective and you can't see what God is doing today as you had a flat on that trailer. Hi, dog. Blowed out another tire. You, you, I mean, you can't know what's going to happen at the tire shop. You, you can't know. And a lot of times you, don't, you go to bed and don't know what he did. You don't know what he did. But I've had people say, Tim, you don't know this, but five years ago you said or you did. or you, And no, they were right. I didn't know it. I didn't know what they were talking about. And they recounted God really touched them when I did or said or what I and I don't even remember their name. I sure as heck don't remember what they're talking about. But come on, you've had those experiences. You, we've all have had those. God used you powerfully in my life. And I don't, I don't even remember doing anything. Come on, we, today is the day. See, you think you're out chasing donkeys and you're about to come home with the kingdom. You think you're out looking for strays and you're about to come home with the kingdom. Chapter 10, verse 22. It gets time for 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 22. You can read this later. <clears throat> it got time for Saul to walk in what God had for him. They couldn't find him. They can't find him. Look at where's Saul? Where's Saul? Where's Saul? His insecurities has him hiding back in between a bunch of bales of hay. His insecurities have got him hiding. They're looking for Saul, can't find him because he's in. See, now's the time. God, God time for you to do something here. I got, okay, here's the next step. Here's the next plan. Here's the next thing for your life. Here's what I want to do. But they can't find him because he's, he's hiding back in there around the saddles and a bunch of feed. And he's, he's got him a little hole over there and he's, and he's hiding back in there. You, you can't let your insecurities keep you in hiding when God is trying to get you to do something. And you don't even know that now is the time and today is the day because you're in so insecure that you're hiding from today. What steals our today? Mundane, everyday, going to washing dishes, paying the bills, cooking, going to get fuel, going to get insurance, loading the truck, making sure it gets there on time, calling somebody, making this appointment. See, God gets lost in all of that, and we don't know what God is doing in all of that. 
And then when God really wants to do something with you and through you and he's calling you to come do something, we can't even find you because you're so insecure. You hunkered up over here. Now's the time. Now's the place. Today is the day. You're going to have to accept what God has for you today. Accept what God. See in verse 21, Saul refused to even accept God's purposes. I'm too young, I'm too old, I don't know, I'm not smart enough, I'm not anybody, I'm no big deal, I'm sure not a preacher. Well, I can't preach, well, I don't know. So, but, but, there's a whole lot of reasons you're hiding from God and God's coming by you and you're staring at the floor. And See, there's a whole lot of reasons that you, you want God to move on by, but you're the one, you're the one. No, Tim, I ain't the one. Quit thinking about being the one on stage in a 10,000-seat auditorium out here that you're preaching to. You're the one with the welding hood on and the guy going to be holding the pipe next to you. You're the one to touch him because the biggest of the biggest of the biggies on TV don't have a thing to say to that guy. And you are the one... For that guy. You, you're the only one for him. Yeah, the biggie on TV. That biggie on TV can't hold a candlestick to what you can do in that guy's life loading cattle and getting in the front seat of the truck with you. Mr. Big on TV, he can't handle what God's got you to handle today. Now we're going to have to get a perspective of this or our day is going to continue to be stole from us. Today is the day. This is the place. Now is the time. Quit hiding in the baggage and understand God wants to use you as you run that cash register, checking people in and out and in and out. And Mr. Big on TV, praying for millions every day, can't touch that woman like your smile just did as you checked her out. And you reached across that conveyor belt with her groceries and just patted her on the hand and said, Honey, you have a good day. That was the word she needed that kept her from doing what she was about to go out there and do. We got to trust God and know God is powerfully using me. And I can't see none of it. I thought I was catching donkeys that got out. You've you got to understand that from your position in life, all you can see is belt buckles and all you can smell is not good, but you got to know God is on his throne and he's orchestrating what he's doing and there's a powerful move of his spirit in different people's lives. Amen. How many of you have been, I'm going to ask you two questions. How many of you have been powerfully touched? Moved by some big deal on TV that you were watching. It was good, or you wouldn't have been watching it. How many of you have been powerfully touched in your life by just one person, one day? Uh, Come on. Come on. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. Ask people. Ask people. Tell me a defining moment in your life. It's going to be when a junior high football coach put his hand on your shoulder. It's going to be when you won a rope and you was 11 years old. It's going, what was a powerful, it's going to be a one-on-one -on -one encounter with somebody. Man, I was at home one time and I was watching TV and Mr. Big Deal came on there and he was preaching and wow, it was the greatest experience of my life. No, 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 no. Mr. Biggie thinks that, but it ain't that way. You were out on a rig. And God, you was in a deer stand. You was in a deer stand. Trey told us last night he crawled down in a wrecked trailer. Wasn't Mr. Biggie on TV. He was in a wrecked trailer and crawled down in that hole with a bunch of blood all over the walls. Wasn't Mr. Biggie deal. You, you didn't make a donation to his ministry and he mailed you a prayer cloth and you laid it on you. No. I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking that. that that's, that Y'all do that. Do whatever you want to do about all that. I'm just telling you, don't miss what's yes. going to happen when you pull that hood up and that guy sitting right over there next to you. Yes. Don't, don't miss what's going to happen when the guy's over in that seat yeah. and y'all jump in that truck head down the road. Don't miss that because that is today. Yeah. That's now is the time. Now is the time for you. Some way, somehow, we're going to have to understand God uses you and I every day in the mundane, in the insignificant. Yeah. And from your perspective, I get it. Yeah. You can't see it. But God is doing something that you don't know. So Y'all stand with me. Man. Now, I'm going to pray here for just a minute over you. Uh, and some of, some of you in here got a real bad case of this. It's the mundane-itis. <laughs> and you, you're just about sick and tired of being sick and tired. You've washed these dishes and you've vacuumed this floor and you've washed these dishes and you've vacuumed this floor and... You haven't been doing that but 30 years. You're just about tired of washing them dishes and vacuuming that floor. You, you don't see the stability, the consistency that you're communicating to your children as they're growing up and knowing if I walk in that house at 4.30 in the evening, Mom's going to be standing right there cooking. See, you, you don't know how God is using your mundane routine every day, day in and day out. See, you don't see it. And I think there's some folks in here today that's had today stole from them. Yeah. They've had now is the time stole from them because they're not some big deal singing in a worship conference with 150,000 people in the stadium worshiping. They're looking for that and they don't know what's happening on their horse. And they ride up next to a guy there on the ranch on his horse. And you don't know what just took place in his heart as he looked over and seen the change in your life. Right. And I've seen That's a dramatic change in your life. Yeah. And I need that change in my life. And I'm not where I need to be right now. And you just rode up and the Holy Spirit. Are y'all hearing this? Yeah. Now mundane is whipping you. Mundane is whipping you. Man, that's good. 
I'm just asking you right now, has mundane whooped you? Has, has routine just about got you? you? You don't have any joy. You don't have any pizzazz. You don't have any spring in your step. Mundane's about whooped you. And you can't, today is the day, not for me. I got to get diesel in that truck and I got to get the insurance and I got to go haul some feed and I got, to, to, today is the day. See, mundane's whooped you right now. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I ask the Holy Spirit to move in this place as we curse mundane and routine and we get that out of our thinking. Holy Spirit, I, 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 I know I can't see. I give that to you. I can't see what you're doing. I can't even know what you're doing from my perspective. But today I trust you. Here I am, use me. Here I am, use me, feeding these cattle in this heat. Here I am, use me. Come on, right now, everybody. God, here I am. Use my, use my mundane life. Use my routine life. Just use it. Just use it. Use it. God, here I am. I submit to you. I submit to you. Use my routine. Use my mundane. Today is the day. Now is the time. And Lord, I'm looking to you to use me to cause great things to happen in some people's lives that I may never even know about. I may never even, from my perspective and where I am, I may never even know about the colt that I raised and that I trained and that 10 years from now he had sold four different times and now this, I may not even know that story, but I'm depending and trusting that you're using me, that you're using me because here I am, I'm your servant, I'm available to you and I'm trusting you to use me. Take my day. Take my routine, mundane, every day, day in and day out, use me. Today is the day. And devil, you'll not steal Monday afternoon from me. You're not going to steal my Tuesday morning from me. God, you're going to use me Thursday afternoon. You're not, devil, you're not stealing that. And I walk in all the joy. I walk in the fun. I walk in the excitement of all the many ways that you're using me. And I don't even know how you're using me. But my trust and my confidence is in you. I'm seizing the moment. Today is the day. And now is my time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.